Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right. Uh, Garrett, how you doing? G-Dub? Doing good. Fucked that up because, uh, you know, I'm not, still not used to this. We used to play the music while we were going, and I'm just not used to doing a cold open like this because we have a theme song that will stay the same now. So. Uh, I was confused why you started right away because uh, do we have a song to play? <laughs> You should you should just play the song even if it's not going to be part. Yeah, but then I got to cut it out, and it and I don't know. It's it's more work for me, so you know. (laughs) This is Marvin uh, once again here talking about the comics coming out this week. Talk about uh, uh, our book club book, the finale of our book club book, uh, and the new pick that I do have ready in the in the chamber, Uh, and then talk about uh, part of our uh, ongoing or our new ongoing series for at least uh, probably the next month. The All Star series, and we'll talk about uh, All Star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and then also continuing our uh, game of uh, co-host uh, tonight, we got a special one. And you know what? Let's just start then get that out of the way. Actually, no, hold on. I got to call a hashtag SOS one. I need to ask him an important question. So here we go. Give him a call here. Says I called him last Tuesday, nine fifty-six. A little early this time. He's a little low in the mix. This is Hashtag Guest Host One. How may I help you? Uh, hello, this is uh, Marvin from the Wednesday Comics Podcast. I was calling you. I know you're in the middle of a uh, uh, Stranger Things uh, uh, marathon, I heard. Absolutely. Try- I am just finishing up the second episode of Season 3, so I'm almost already at the tail end of it. Trying to catch up with uh, that series, or at least uh, remind yourself of that series before Series 4 comes out. Um what do you think about in that eight minutes how that character dies? I have not watched it yet, and you need to stop this. <laughs> it's not true. Um, Corey, Corey, when did you start watching season one again? So season one, actually, when I was doing cardio, when I started it last week, so I'll say I did Monday, <laughs> and then I think, then I watched four episodes Sunday night, and then I proceeded to watch all of season two from yesterday into today. And now I have two episodes in this yeah, three, so I will have three done by tomorrow. When you did Carter, you holy idiot. shit, Gordon. <laughs> and I'm still getting twenty thousand steps in a day. So if you want to be lazy, you got to be active about it. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, when you, when you when you eventually open your own gym, you need that to be your catchphrase. You want to be lazy, you need to be active about it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Corey, I called you because uh, the the. Uh, Podcast listeners need the answer. They need to know whether or not you're caught up with uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I am caught up with Amazing Spider-Man, yes. And tomorrow I plan to go to a comic shop near where I am located to go pick up Amazing Spider-Man 2. We're going to keep this train rolling because Wednesday comic fans, what what hashtag guest host one is upset with is when he forgets to pick up comics for two months. And then there's an issue or two in those two months that ends up being twenty to thirty dollars. So I don't want to deal with that anymore. So I'm getting them on the weekly now. <laughs> you know what's worse is uh, Spider-Man sometimes comes out weekly. So when you say two months, that's like eight issues. I know. I'm just saying I'm not going to do it anymore because I know there's a comic. And within that two that months, there might be three time. issues that are anniversary issues. So you know that's the reason why they're twenty. Well, I know nine hundreds coming up, so you better believe I'm going to set that aside. You know, they just reset the numbering yeah. recently just to do nine hundred again. So you know, uh, yeah. That's, why, are they going to continue that regular numbering after that? I don't know what the fuck they're going to do, bro. 
Probably not. Yeah. How is that new series? You've yeah. been reading it. Uh, uh, Garrett, you're reading it? Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I said it on the show, but issue one was meh. Like, coming off of the previous volume, I thought it was kind of a, a low grade, to be totally honest. But I mean, maybe it's just ramping got, up. Who knows? Yeah, they got more to reveal, for sure, but I can see where Garrett's coming from. But um, I am a sucker for John Romita Jr. art, because like when she, I just remember the good old days when it was Trzinski and him. So I'm like, I love the art. But yeah, the story uh, is yet to be told. So obviously, it's... The goal of it was to leave you unsettled, I feel, because they reveal some things where it's like, oh, I don't know if I like this. And so hopefully they'll reveal in time what they were trying to go for there. I know, but my thing is, is like, I want to read a Spider-Man book about Spider-Man being Spider-Man. I'm sick of like, we just had this huge volume. Identity crisis. Where, yeah, identity crisis, basically. I'm just like, no, I want fucking Spider-Man. To shoot webs, catch bad guys, beat them up, and be quippy about it. But no, I can't get that. I gotta have a depressed... I mean, yes, Peter Parker's always depressed, but if we always change up his mythos and then say, hey, it'll come back and buy the next milestone issue, and then, boom, we're at the same place we're always at where Spider-Man just can't be Spider-Man. Well, we're like his supporting characters. Like There was something that ended the last volume. Can we go spoilers in this or no? Yeah, yeah, might as Are well. You guys Alex, I don't care. I'm not catching. I'm not caught up by all, by at all. So just do it. But just do it. Well, so at the just very end of Amazing Spider-Man One, spoiler warning, Wednesday comic fans. Uh, MJ walks into a room, and there is supposed husbandly figure standing there with two children, and they both yell "Mommy" at MJ. And I'm like, the fuck did you just do, Marvel? What are you trying to do here? So, very curious where they're going with that. Whose cloned kids are these? Yeah, yeah no more clones. Hashtag no more clones. We're still yeah. dealing with the clone like conspiracy, like, so who cares? Yeah, so some event happened, and then Peter comes back where he's basically like, he doesn't talk to anybody anymore, and he's kind of like, I best compare it to season nine of Smallville, where he's kind of closing himself off from everybody. Where Superman right. is. Yeah, because so. being in a coma for 20 issues wasn't closing himself off from anybody, but got it. Got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully this it'll be just this arc, but I feel like it's going to lead to more of that. But again, I'm here for the John Romita Jr. arc because I love it. All right, Corey. Thanks for the update here. I um, I don't know if I'll check out that new Spider-Man. Probably not. I was excited to get into it, but it sounds like uh, it might not be for me. So, uh, it's, it's, it's like a private. Did you bring up Thor trailer on the show. Oh, I forgot about that. You know, that's a good reason for me to call. I was going to call you just to talk about Spider-Man, but that's actually a good reason because Thor: uh, Love and Thunder uh, trailer came out. Alex, you didn't watch it, I believe. Uh, of course not. Because you said, I just said no. You don't need to watch it. You said. I just will say a couple things, just not. To, I mean, this it really doesn't spoil anything. I don't feel like there's just a like a montage of scenes in there, and you see Gore the God Butcher for the first time. Um, a little different than we're used to him seeing, but I think they got to go that way just because if you look at God the God Butcher, he kind of almost looks like other villains in other franchises, and 
uh, Voldemort. And he kind of looks like uh, in uh, Infinity War, Ebony Maw and stuff like that. So it's like, I think people would be confused. Plus, you got Christian Bale, right? You got to show his face. And yeah, right. let, let oh, him do no. it. He looks good, though. He doesn't look too far off, though. So I'm not too upset that it's not exactly how he looks like because it looks like it, it looks true enough that I'll let it slide. Mm-hmm. Um, Word. And you see uh, Jane Foster as uh, as Thor. Um, spoilers. And you see her helmet too. Like you see her helmet better too with the logo. Looks so good. Uh, and then a lot of stuff with spoiled that. Who who didn't know that Natalie Portman was going to be Thor? That asshole spoiled everything. <laughs> whoever that was. And then Thor Ordenson. We saw a lot about him in this also. So. It, it, it looks like it, there was also a scene. Uh, you guys cut out there. Where'd you go? What's up? Jesus. Did you guys cut out a sec? Are you hearing me now? You though? cut out. All right. So I item right here. You see Thor Odin's son in costume and out of costume. We never see Jane Foster out of costume, though, and I think we know the reason why. Uh, dying. Um, and so if she was out of the costume. We would see her dying. So. Um, why? Why? I don't. I don't understand. What's the spoiler? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Why would she be dying? Who knows? I didn't give it. I'm not giving it away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm very interested to see that movie comes out July 8th, and uh, so I'm surprised that they, even though July 4th is not on a normal uh, day for movies to come out, that they didn't just. They probably will push it to like. July fifth, you can watch it because even like Top Gun Mavericks coming out on two tomorrow or today, I cannot actually. Yeah, they had a, they had a, today, they had a premiere. AMC was doing a premiere tonight. If you Top Gun to Tuesday, that. sounds like that movie's getting some good reviews Thursday too. Thursday night. Yeah, and something happens um, to that in the first Top Gun, Gun movie, back. Corey. That's I think is going to replace us doing the uh, Planet of the Apes hand thing. And it's oh, uh, sure. I, I say to you. You could be yeah. my wingman anytime, and then you say it back to me. Uh, I, I thought you were so. going to say, I got a need, I got a need for speed. Um, okay. Also, there's a web, so there's a Top Gun Maverick website where you do a quiz, and then they take a photo, and they give you a call sign. I did that today. My call sign was Switchblade, and I'm like, hell yeah, Switchblade. Damn. That website must not work. Uh, ha, ha. <laughs> uh, Corey, before I let you go here, uh, what are your uh, thoughts on what series is going to be better, Stranger Things 4 or Obi-Wan? Uh, my heart lies with Stranger Things. I think Kenobi's going to be good, but Stranger Things all day, it is the priority of my day on Friday. So, But I am going to watch Kenobi. I will get that done on Friday as well, which I'm still really hyped about it, but I mean, Stranger Things all day. Let's go. I'm going to watch Kenobi only. i just let you know that up front. Um, that's Damn. Very that's that's very. I mean, hey, that's a personal choice, people. Opinions matter, okay. So if you want to watch Kenobi, I'm all for that. Like, I'm excited for some developments there. Uh, but yeah, no, Stranger Things is going to kick ass on Friday. So I keep going into Target and buying things I don't need that I see on the shelves for Stranger Things. So all right. the hype and obsession is there. Get back to your. Uh, um... Stranger Things marathon, and uh, uh, also uh, go back to mourning that guy that died in the uh, Stranger Things eight minute preview. So, okay, well, when I watch it on Friday, uh, that'll be the first eight minutes I see. So we'll see who dies. Okay, 
I don't remember his name. That's why I would tell you, but I don't remember his name. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. See ya. All right, you want me to do my sign-off? Yeah, go ahead. All right. This is hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco. Alex, I'm sure you're excited for Kenobi. <clears throat> I wasn't even listening. What? No. <laughs> what? Just no. Just Dude. No. Obi-Wan v. Kenobi part two. Yeah, I didn't see part one, so. You didn't see Revenge of the Sith? Was that number three? Or yes, two? Three. Lava yes, Planet. I saw. Oh, that's right. I have the higher ground. I have the high ground. Uh, no, I have no. Obviously, everyone knows I don't care. I'm not even going to pretend. I, I thought about watching it, and I was like, nah. It's not even going to be on space. It's going to be on Tatooine. Ooh, Big Whoop. He's going to be on a sandy planet with two suns. Uh, the battle Ooh. of the co-host continues, as you see here, getting very heated. Uh, <laughs> tonight, tonight, we're going to do a little entertainment. Whoa. <laughs> entertainment. Is Mary Hart the host? She is. Nice. <laughs> Okay, let's. We're gonna do a game tonight. <laughs> Here's the way this is gonna work: It's a little game I made up called Trios. The first person to three correct wins this game. However, if at any time the other person answers a question right in between that three, then they the count starts over. So, for instance, Alex. What the shit? So, we're going to alternate. Alex goes first, and then Garrett's going to get a question. So, basically, Alex, you have to get three in a row right, and Garrett has to get three in a row wrong, and then that counts. If after 12 questions total, not just for each <laughs> total, so it shouldn't be that long. It's going to be two rounds of six questions. Um, if nobody gets after 12 questions, we go to final battle, where I will ask you three questions, and you guys each will answer. And send me a text with your answer. And then whoever gets the most correct out of those wins. Okay, question for you. So we really only have to do five rounds of it. Where if I won't go first, get it, he loses. I get the next one, he loses. And I get the following one, we'd be done. Yeah, right? then it'd be done. Yeah. This right. game could so be quick. Just really suck. Hey, no, how, Alex, I insist. Why don't you suck? And then I'll just take us. This is uh, all entertainment the, questions. The game is done sooner if you suck because I go first. Well, Gary's <laughs> wow. behind. Let's get everybody backed up to date with the game. Uh, Alex is ahead two games to one. Uh, and so he has a good shot of staying ahead if he gets his one three to one. Tell uh, everyone why I'm down by a game or I'm only up by one game. Because I uh, had a ringer last week. Corey was answering hey. your questions. Nobody will ever know if you would have won anyways. You know? Everyone would have known. Everyone would have known. Just... Have you ever heard the adage, don't hate the player, hate the game? Well, I can hate the other person who's not here. So, so uh, these are all entertainment questions. I thought about going a different route with history or general questions, but entertainment, I think we have a better chance of getting three in a row. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do here. Uh, random questions. I did not pre-select these for anybody. Uh, but I will say here, I'm going to tell Google to flip a coin. And Alex, you didn't get to choose last time. Pick heads or tails. Tails. It is flipping and it's heads. So, Garrett, you can choose to go first or give it to Alex first. Hmm. 
I'll go first. All right, here you go. Here's your first question. Remember, three in a row. I'll keep track here. Nobody after 12 gets anything. We move on to the final battle, and uh, we'll see who wins there. Uh, in the Disney movie Robin Hood, what animals play Robin Hood and Maid Marian? Uh, foxes. Foxes is correct. There you go. First one correct. Get it. You wish you had that question, Alex. I do wish I had that question. Because you were bored when that movie was made. Ow! Just fired. (laughs) Alex. Yeah. In the movie Jurassic Park, what animal was used to lure the T Rex? A goat. It is indeed a goat. There we go. One to one. So the count starts over. Those ones don't count anymore. Damn it. Uh, you wish you had that question. Actually, no. You were born that year it came out. <laughs> Garrett's doesn't count anymore because you blocked it. Now we're going to go on to uh, Garrett's question here, which would block your mm-hmm. correct answer. Uh, what so, member- wait, so by me getting it right, I am now ahead. You reset the count and now you are yes. Uh, but I, I'm now at one. He's at zero. Got it. Correct. Uh, Garrett, which member of Duran Duran produced Kaja Gugu's first single? <laughs> uh, hungry like the wolf. Final answer. <laughs> Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes. Nick Rhodes. <laughs> never, never, heard <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. Never heard of him. I know, but that, that's a good answer. Alex, you have a Thank chance you. of getting two ahead here, or getting two in a row. What was the first name of Martin Short's character on the TV show Prime Time Glick? Hungry like the wolf. <laughs> Ooh, Jiminy Glick. Jiminy Glick. <laughs> good answer. Good right. answer. <laughs> reset, <laughs> reset back to zero. <clears throat> Garrett, according to Modest Mouse, even if things get too heavy, what will we all do? Rebuild. Mm, incorrect. <laughs> Float on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, 9 out of 10, it's rebuilt. Come on. What if it got rebuilt? Alex. Yeah. What actor slash singer played the role of right arm in the 1997 movie The Fifth Element? Oh, uh, David Bowie. Hmm. Tricky. Is that the answer? <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was like, who wants to be a millionaire? All right, here's the final three. <laughs> I guess if you guys both do not get the first question, then you're not going to get three in a row when we go to final battle. So, uh, Garrett, who made the song A Boy Named Sue popular in 1969? Uh... What was the song called? A Boy Named Sue. Hmm. Tom Petty. Johnny Cash. Damn it. Alex, what screen legend made her final appearance in the movie To Be or Not To Be? Hamlet's mom. <laughs> Carol Lombard. No, incorrect. Nope. Are you sure you got this from entertainment? <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> oh, God. 
I'm afraid of the next one as we've progressively gotten worse. Okay, three questions now. You guys text me your answer. I'll ask I'll ask all the questions before we give the answers. I do have a tiebreaker just in case because we saw it just fucking happen. Um, <laughs> it's so help me if I hear Alex. What is the name of the four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? So you guys I can quit. send me one text with all three of the answers. That's fine. Okay. Uh, who played the title character in the film The Omega Man? Who played the title character in the film The Omega Man? Ready to uh, move on? Yep. What type of pet gets into hot water in Fatal Attraction? What type of pet gets in hot water in Fatal Attraction? Ready. Yep. At what age did Prince release his debut album for you? At what Age that Prince released his debut album for you. <laughs> All I know is he was hungry like the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta send it to you, my What are we gonna do next? We're gonna rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, answer to the first question, who played the title character in The Omega Man? Alex answered Jet Li. And Garrett answered Sean Connery. (laughs) Very, uh, uh, very, uh, you can replace the movie with each one of them or you wouldn't be able to tell. So, but the actual answer is Charlton Heston. Oh, man. So you guys did not get that right. What animal got into hot water in Fatal Attraction? Alex said cat. Garrett said dog. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer is rabbit. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> My favorite is that. I went for Marvin just to say, you dum-dums or you stupid. <laughs> uh, what, how old was Prince when he released his debut album for you? Alex said 32. Garrett said 27. The correct answer? 19. No, oh, man. Hmm. Well, that's nice that neither of us are that smart about anything other than two movie questions. (laughs) All right, how do I get my... uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I actually didn't turn on a tiebreaker question, so let me just get a new question here. Here's a tiebreaker question. <laughs> I know 
I get to pick a different question. <laughs> Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, and and Raphael. <laughs> How okay. This just to get a fu- just because we needed fucking a winner here, right? We need a winner. I am gonna do this one closest to without going over. Actually, you know what? Closest to. So we gotta just get a fucking win here. <laughs> and send, text, text me or speaking out loud. Text me. How many Oscars did the 1997 movie Titanic win? How many Oscars did the 1997 movie Titanic win? How many Oscars did Titanic win? Alex says 21. Garrett says 9. <laughs> the correct answer is 11. Oh, that means, Garrett, you're the winner snap. of our entertainment game. You bet your ass. I had thought about putting 13. What if uh, we had done it again where we now just matched each other? I fucking would have blew my brains out. That's what would (laughs) happen. How many letters are in the word Titanic? Uh, There we go. Garrett, the winner of our second or excuse me, fourth game here. Now tied two to two. It's all tied up here. Uh, There we go. A little entertainment tonight. All those people just drove off the bridge. Yeah, again. <laughs> I was like, oh, seven car pile up. Ooh. Here goes the forecast for you. Books coming out this week, uh, 524 and 525. Punisher number three, Jason Aaron, Paul Azakia, and Jesus Saiz to finish his war once and for all. Frank Castle is uh, molding the ninjas in the way of the hand. What the fuck? Bully the ninjas of the hand in his own army to be unstoppable killers. You think they'd be unstoppable killers before this fucking started, but who knows? By teaching them the way of the Punisher, the secret lies in a story from his past that he'll never reveal to anyone. This is a story of Frank's first kill. I'll tell you something here, Garrett. Yo. Uh, the uh, cover of Small Frank wearing a Captain America mask, which is his favorite person, uh, is hilarious to me. I don't know why. <laughs> Whoa. Uh this book's incredible. Um are you both I doubt you're caught up, but are you going to read it? I am going like to read it, yes. Okay. Uh fantastic. Uh you know, obviously some of the events of Daredevil leak into this book, uh setting up the Punisher storyline. Um it is just done so freaking well. Um and really ties back to Frank's origins, uh, with a certain character being resurrected that's where i'll leave that spoiler um but it's the frank that you know and love but leading a fucking clan of assassins so take that what you will uh he's becoming the master of of death basically um and it's just been so awesome so very it's very emotional and just very uh it's a very heavy action book too so totally recommend Saga number 59, Frank Yvonne, Fiona Staples. 
What the hell does a fish have to do with people who want Hazel dead? Find out this May as the strangest epic in comics continues. Somehow, still only two ninety nine. Uh, the last issue I liked a lot, number fifty eight. The cover for this one, as co- all covers of Saga have ever been, fantastic. Uh, that's something like if it was a piece of artwork, it would be up on my wall. Um, and I'm really excited to see where this is going. Uh, issue number fifty nine. It's on time. That's what I like about this book. I was looking back at release dates for this book. Always on time. Always around the 20th. Comes out. Whatever the third week is of the month, it comes out. So excited to uh, grab this and read it. I actually already have it um, downloaded because it came out today for some reason. Hmm. Or maybe it wasn't supposed to come out today, but. Uh, I, here's something about this book, uh, Alex, because uh, I know. You, do you get this book uh, delivered to you? I get it both ways. I actually go and pick up one, and I have it delivered. Why? Well, a question for you: Do you only pick it up to get caught up with it to talk about it? No, no. You want two issues? I I actually have an alternative motive eventually down the line. Oh, I see. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say because this actually new issues of this release for free on Hoopla, uh, and so if you want to get into Saga, you can read the whole thing on Hoopla for free. So. That's how Dang. that's how I know it was out because I saw it on there and I was like, oh. So usually, like, I'll download it there for free, and then when I when it's on sale, then I'll, I'll buy the actual issue on the Comicsology app to have it. So, um, yeah, I saw it was out on there, and I just realized today's Tuesday, not Wednesday, and so I don't know why the fuck it's out yet. But there you go. It says May twenty fifth hmm. in store, so I guess it's not supposed to be out yet so far. But it downloaded on yeah. my phone, fine. Dude, you got to read it tonight, then. I know. Yeah, I could g- give you guys spoilers. That's a Corey. <laughs> he won't care. <laughs> Team Matian going number one twenty nine. Sophie Campbell writing only. Alex Pablo Tanukia doing art. Donatello struggles to escape from the Phoenix Doctor Barlow. With the help of mysterious Venus, the turtles attempt to save him as well. But first, they'll have to have a final showdown with the Punk Frogs. It continues the long-awaited introduction of Venus. Is it been long-awaited, Alex? <laughs> I don't know how many people actually wait waited for Venus to show up. I mean, it's one of those things where after 29 issues, 20, we'll say 27 issues, uh, the Mutant City stuff to finally get some kind of interesting thing. I mean, we had Token Raza on that lasted for two issues. You get to Venus. It's like, okay, that, that's cool. She wasn't a, a turtle to begin with, whatever. I, you know what? This is one of those books where I, I still get it. I still do enjoy it. I know it's going to get better. Um, but the arts will struggle to get through. Sophie Campbell, I mean this in the kindest way. I wish you'd just stick to the art because I don't care for your writing style. Whoa! Hey, hey. Damn. God damn. I just, this book has kind of tanked since we got through issue 100. And it Mr. has progressively for gotten more questionable on why I still get it. Do you think if you grew up and you were a kid when the Fox series was out that you would have a better impression of Venus de Milo? Do I, I I was a child at eight you, when that show showed you up. You were eight years old. That's not a child. Watching one time. You were too old to be watching that show at eight years old. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, I still I watched the eighty sevens, and they're all children in that show. Uh, <laughs> what what I'm like saying the is, there's something wrong when you're using the same uh, rundown as the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show. There's there's some people who were children when the prequel Star Wars came out, and they have a fond memory of of that trilogy. Garrett. And, hey, yo. and Corey. You guys are old as fuck. And when I watched it, 
like I had grown up with the originals three, four, uh, four, five, six. And so like when that came out, I had all these expectations that went into it and then it wasn't really what like I really wanted and stuff like that. And so my perception of those movies is different than theirs. So like I feel like if somebody's first introduction to the Turtles was that show, they might love Venus to Milo. But the thing is that Venus Venus in this book is not the same Venus from that show. This Venus is a frog that got turned into a turtle because some mad scientist wanted to quote unquote Listen, help her. Any in the way show, she, can, she was another turtle. Any she way she from, can appear, that's fine with me. I don't know. There's things that this book is, is lacking. Uh, part of it's that we've had Baxter Stockman in the background for 129 issues, and guess what? Nothing has come of it outside of he's made some robots. Slow burn, baby. Slow burn. I, that's definitely it's definitely slow burn when you forget there's actually a fire even going. <laughs> when it's, it's like herpes that got cured, went away. Turns out it wasn't cured. It's smoldering it's in the background with the potential danger it might light the house on fire, but uh, oh. people just keep forgetting. They don't. It's it's so the fire is so burnt down, Alex, on that Baxter story that they don't even remember that it's still burning. <laughs> Detective Comics ten sixty. We have uh, Mariko Tamiki. Max Raynor, David LaPom, and Ivan Rice, Cena Grace, Nadia Shamas. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Uh, Riddler on the cover here, a very different kind of Riddler, wearing a full beard. Yeah, um, the first issue of Riddler uh, showing up in Detective was very interesting. Uh, he kind of was in the background and became more uh, uh, prominent by the end of that book. Um, and so this one's going to probably be full on Riddler story. Uh, I do like the new take on it because originally I was just like, oh, really? Like, we just did Riddler, I thought, in uh, the previous volume, so, or the previous run. Um, well, I guess Joker War leading into uh, whatever it was, Future State and all that, and, and uh, the Magistrate. Um, so, yeah, no, I think I like this take of the Riddler. Uh, it's nice to see, uh, you know. Uh, him getting creative like he always does and then you know this is Mariko Tamaki's last story before she heads off the book so uh I'm just soaking it in because like this has been one of the greatest runs of Detective uh, with her writing and uh definitely gonna miss her writing it who's on it next I think I asked you this every week uh Albuquerque is art and uh Joshua no not Ram V Rammy yeah Ram's gonna be on it uh, there we go. Uh, Beyond the White Knight, number three. Batman Beyond the White Knight, number three. Sean Murphy, Sean Murphy, Murphy Brothers. Uh, issue three into this series. Uh, I don't want to read the synopsis, little spoilers there. Uh, because I really want people to check out this book. You know what is weird is that I would say that if you've been interested in any of these books and you want to jump on, like, you're like, oh, this is coming out right now. I wish I could jump on now. I haven't read the other ones. I feel like you could read these. You would be missing out on some of the relationship stuff that's happening. And, and some of the things they talk about, but really, I think you could still enjoy these because it's set so far in the future, and this, there's a brand new story with it. I think you could do that. So uh, this will be coming out this week, which I did see people talking about this book today, but that makes sense because DC books come out on Tuesdays. So I don't know why people are talking about Saga, or, or like I don't know why I saw Saga uh, released. You know what? By the time I get back to my uh, tablet, I bet you anything that book's gone. So. What if they pulled the wool over my eyes? I should have read it when I had the chance. I was going to read it actually before the show and talk about it with you guys, and then I didn't even realize that it wasn't Wednesday yet. So, 
Uh, that's the forecast for this week. Uh, RainbowComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comics. RainbowComicsAndCards.com, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. Go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com for your comic book card and sports memorabilia needs. Uh, go ahead and go there. Any pop figures, too. You want to get They got tons of pop figures. So board games, all that. Alex, forecast. How's this week looking? It's going to be rainy. I know that tomorrow, I think tomorrow and, no, tomorrow's supposed to be rainy. 90% rain, some cloud, no thunderstorms, just some rain. You know what? The world needs a little moisture. Uh, Thursday, Friday, looking fantastic. Saturday through, who the hell knows when, uh, rainy. So uh, get your galoshes, get your boat, whatever you got to do. Get ready. Enjoy uh, Thursday, Friday. There we go, a little galosh. Uh, goulash or galoshes? Which one did you uh, do no, I put on my galoshes. Not, don't get your goulashes. <laughs> what if I get some goulashes hey, you know and put you know goulashes? Weird guys. Ah. Uh, sorry. Side note. I'm looking at my books that I pulled. Uh, I actually did pull. I hate this place. Number one, and I didn't plan on it. I didn't know that. So when I put on that on our uh, forecast last week, it was me knowing something that future me and current me didn't know. And you said I put this That's on the list, but I whoa! I it's almost like it. you have to order books ahead of time. But he forgot. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> That's that steel trap that's corroding right before our eyes here. Did not remember that. Well, on his list. So the reason I bring it up is I'm looking to see if I missed anything from this week. Because uh, I never see the DC stuff because it's not on Previous World and I'm too lazy to go find uh, the DC shit. So it doesn't matter. So every time you tell me that Beyond the White Knight's coming out, that oh, dude, that's really cool. I'm excited for it. I had to make sure I put it on my list. It's tomorrow. Or today. But you know what I didn't get? Uh, Punisher. Also... Fables is uh, starting over again at 151. Oh, it is? Forgot a little about it. Alex. What do you mean it's starting all over again? They're at, so it ended at 150, and now they are adding another 12-issue mini, but it is in the current run. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, Alex, do you think maybe too many games? That's what's corroding the steel trap? Now, to be fair, a little bit might be the game. Secondly, I packed my books up. So my current, like the way we're doing the show Don't now, like works the books out really the, well. The only thing that you forgot about. This steel trap used to be unpenetrable. And now I feel like there's cracks all over this shit. I still remember that girl's name when we went out together, the four of us. Uh, yeah, to it's a well. story now. It's a story now. But it, who I'm just know? telling you. I, I'm telling you it still works. Those were the best damn so. wings ever just, that day. Just I enough that. of the important stuff for the show. That's the time when we went to a little establishment that sold uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. And um, they <laughs> did not service us for what? We would say 20 minutes? Half hour oh, probably. Half yeah, hour. We were there a while. And the guy came over. He's like, oh, sorry. Your waitress went home. And there's nobody in this area. We did. Like, kind of forgot about us. And they said, we'll take care of it. Don't worry. And that's when Garrett was like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I didn't mean it like that. You know what? I'll meant, pay ah. you guys more money. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you know what? I shut up. We were going to get a comp meal out still. of that shit. Instead, I think we Whoa, paid. whoa. You, like, went Batman on me like he does Batman and Robin. Oh, we'll talk about, about that. You. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll talk about that, but before we Pick get there. Pick up a toss in the car. A little book club. Garrett. <clears throat> Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents... Let's read some books. 
Wow. That was the best intro to anything ever. What's the book uh, called? <laughs> Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Trillium, Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Uh, last week we read number seven. Uh, I did not, but I caught up this week, seven and eight. Uh, and so we're going to talk about the final issue today. Let me ask you this question just straight up in general. Garrett, what's your impressions of this book now versus how what you remembered from back then? Do you think it it's better than you thought it was? Oh, it totally was better than I thought it was. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're getting the specifics of this issue, but uh, I think the series as a whole, even though it is confusing in layout, um, I think it was a really well done story. Uh, the art, I think, was the better part for me on this, which is ironic because back then I was like, oh, this art sucks. But, I, you know, I maybe was just used to a little more uh, like like some Jim Lee structure. And now I'm, my brain can just go all over the place with this ambiguous art. So, uh, no, I thought it was a great sci-fi story. Um, as far as romance, I don't know if I, I mean, it had the same length of romance for me as like the first Thor movie. So I didn't really get that part of it. But uh <laughs> no, I, I was a very enjoyable book, and uh, when we got to the end, I was kind of sad. A, because the ending's very ambiguous, and B, because uh, it was a fun, uh, fun you know, area to play in for the story. So, Alex, first time running through it, what do you think? I liked the first half of this book a lot. Um, the second half, I agree, the romance for me was not there. The the end of this book, uh, you know, whatever. I'm one of those people that <clears throat> a beginning of a book can always be fantastic, but you always got to nail the ending. And not that there's anything wrong with this ending specifically, but it's not as memorable as I would like. I mean, outside, of, I mean, what they did is memorable, but when I turn that final page and I get to that final shot, I'm like, oh, okay. And I just turned the book and I was done. So. It was good. I'm glad I read it. Uh, definitely not my favorite Jeff Lemire book. But I am, it's nice to know that I have read, uh, I've added to that repertoire that I know. So when I tell you a book from Jeff is good, uh, I know what I'm talking about. Jeff Lemire, Jeff Lemire. Uh, I enjoyed it the second time around. Uh, probably, as much, probably the same amount as I did the first time around. Uh, I didn't think it was any better than I remember, but I don't think it was any worse than I remembered. Um it's good. I actually kind of agree with you, Garrett. I feel like the art is the strongest piece of this. The story kind of peters out at the end and is kind of redundant. Like, I feel like this was like six <laughs> issues. It would have been fucking fantastic. Uh, but uh, it kind of like peters out at the end there. But I think the ending, the final ending, besides the final page, is fantastic. Um, right. The final page is kind of almost like a cliffhanger ending. And it's like, I don't think it really needed that. So... Agreed, and I thought it like didn't make sense with the mythos they were setting up for that like melding of time, basically. Like it would have been nice to. I'm sure there's some ambiguous way you can still show that they like survived, not like oh they went into the star and we wrote the star, we drew the star on, on the, the teepee, so they must have lived their romance in this alternate. I'm just like no, I want. So I wanted something different. So yeah, I agree with you. The last page was like probably the least favorite part of the entire book. They, uh, I think my thing is that I wanted I wanted there to not be like an open ending. I wanted to just know what happened to him. If you're gonna go through the black hole or the star, I either want to know that you get your insides pulled out through your nose, <laughs> or you became interdimensional gods. 
I wanted you either to live and know that you lived a good life, or I wanted you to die and know that you probably had the worst pain in your life. At least now it's over. I think. I think. Or what if they lived in each other's times? Like they were both in each other. Like you know, like Nico's with William in the past and the future. Boom. Whoa! Two lifestyles right then and there. Yep. That's, how you, that's the first multiverse right there. Yep. I think that the when we talk about an ambiguous ending, I think if it would have ended before the last page, that's what that is. And I don't, I, I actually don't mind an ambiguous ending. If it's unright, it's good. But I think that last page almost kind of takes back that and kind of try to get a little bit of uh, solidification on, on what happened with these two and put, give you a little bit more hints. Um, and I don't know if it needed that. really. So I, I agree with that, Marvin. You're right. If they would have just gone through the hole and been done, okay, it leaves you to decide what happened. But yeah, if we put that last final page, it's like, well, something happened. Is it good or bad? Yeah. And, and there's never, I don't think there's ever been a plan to follow up with this. So it's also kind of like, all right. Like, and maybe, maybe it has some sort of meaning that we just don't get. So who knows? But overall, I thought it was uh, uh, a nice uh, art told story. Like, even the things that kind of really don't work on digital, because back then, really, they didn't have digital in mind. Um, even though they were a little bit annoying to read digitally, I feel like, uh, in, in print, I could see how it works and I actually would have enjoyed some of those things. The two page bridges, which he over, he had a couple times, the splash pages that he had a couple times, everything about those kind of pages were fantastic part wise, color wise too. Like the color styles that change one from watercolors to more of a, not really oils, but more like kind of a marker, uh, digital kind of coloring. Um, I thought it was fantastic. So, I mean, that's the thing about Jeff Lemire. I feel like, and I have to say this about this book, is that whenever you read Jeff, you at least know that you're not going to read something that's like boring. He does take chances with the story. Either it's going to be way out there or it's going to be something really human and emotional. But I feel like it's never going to be like, oh, this was very pedestrian and very safe. He's always going to take risk with what he's doing. So, uh in that kind of vein, if you if that if that excites you, I'd feel like you should go and read this book. You know, the one thing I think I've noticed from Jeff is I think Jeff always knows how to start the book exciting. I'm thinking of Sweet Tooth started fantastic. This book was fabulous. Um, I had another one that popped in my brain. Um, Descender I thought was phenomenal most of the way, but especially the beginning of a book, and awesome. The ends I feel like they pitter off for me. So I mean, I did enjoy it. I would suggest for someone who is looking for a uh, untraditional book, but it's definitely not in my top five of anything. It was good. <laughs> I, I do enjoy <laughs> that you picked this book, though. Yeah, I agree. If, I'm glad I got a second chance at it. You know, uh, I'm definitely happy that uh, I have different views on it this time around. My thing is that at least I, it's a better book than End League. Uh, the next thing we talk about, probably not any better, not that much better than End League for the fact it had to be serious. Visually more appealing. Oh, Agreed. You, mean, okay, we'll that. you mean the You're book right. that we're going to talk about after this t- and today's show, not the next book club book? Correct. Right. I don't know what Marvin chose. Probably a shit fest. Probably End League Volume 2. <laughs> Oh, God. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to forget to read every week. The so book that I picked. Speaking of, Garrett, what's the book club called? 
Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents uh, Avengers Forever by Kurt Busiek, uh Carlos Pancho, and uh, let me pull it up here. I forgot who the other person was. Um, Uh, Rod- Roger Stern also, and then uh, Jesus Moreno. Uh, it's a 12-issue uh, limited series that came out in 98-99. Uh, Avengers Forever. And so that's the book of my choice that we're going to talk about. We're going to do 12 weeks? Haven't we done a 12-issue one before? I'm not sure. But now, like sounds like an adventure. I feel like we have. I like it. It looks good on the front. I mean, the cover looks good. This shit. You're six in particular. Avengers huh. forever. Here's the synopsis scare for you. Seven time lost Avengers plucked from the past, present, and future must protect their longtime ally Rick Jones from death at the hand of Immortus, the master of time. To learn why Rick has been targeted for elimination, the Avengers join forces with King the Conqueror, one of the team's deadliest foes. Mm. Nice. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do a little thing where yeah. we'll read a couple. Uh, I think just make sure it's not twelve weeks, but uh, I feel like we've done twelve before, so I thought it was okay. Oh, uh, yeah, nine. No, I think the sure. highest we did was nine. Was winter yeah. soldier, right? So twelve won't twelve won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, no. But that uh, Kirby Zeke's great writer. Uh... I don't know if I recognize the. Well, I remember I recognize Pacheco, but I don't know about Stern. So no, should be good. Um, speaking of recognizing people, we are going to start uh, this week, next week, in the up, upcoming weeks, talking about two different books, probably from two different spectrums of uh, quality, and uh, they're part of our All Star series. <laughs> All-Star, Batman and Robin, The Boy Wonder by Frank Miller and Jim Lee, two legends of comics. And then after we talk about this, we'll talk about All-Star Superman with Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. But we got to start with the the Batman, I figured. You know, when I was going back and forth because I pitched this to you guys to do these two back to back, um, I thought... You know, let's not start with Superman just because I feel like we've read it before and it is a celebrated piece of art. Like people love that book. That book is fantastic. And that's kind of going to give away what we think about that book. But I we, I think we need to start on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, this is a series Frank Miller and Jim Lee were put on All-Stars uh, Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder uh, that uh, histor- historically is something that when it was announced, people were excited. Frank Miller coming back to Batman. You got Jim Lee drawing Batman. And then this book came out and it uh, people uh, were like, what am I reading? Um, and uh, it eventually got delayed so much that I, I, a ton of years have passed between these issues. Um, and they even were going to make like a sequel to finish the story. So spoilers, guys, the story just, uh, it just ends in this book. Um but they haven't done it yet. They announced it in 2011, and it's uh, 2022, so uh, keep waiting for that. Um, but anyways, I decided, let's hey, let's read this. I've heard so much about this book. It's been one of those books that when I first started getting into comics that I heard tons. It was actually coming out 
in issues when I was first getting into comics. And so I was like, you know what? I never read it. And uh, let's check it out. And so I told you guys. I know what. (laughs) I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? And it turns out uh, it's uh, not good. It's not good. But like, I'll say, I would still rather read this than Superman Year One or End League. You know, I will say like, this: it's I'll not good, right but you can find entertainment in it. Like, well, I'll, I think it's visually good, though. Visually, like, Ghibli, visually, if it was a silent book, this would be a fantastic book. But it it is not silent. At I don't. Point. I don't know it's, though. It's I don't think too it's talking. I don't think it's only a dialogue issue because some stuff happens story wise that is also kind of not great. So, like, it would also have to have a different kind of story, too, I feel like. But art-wise, I will agree with you. I say 88% of the art looks good. Every once in a while, especially, like, <clears throat> when he's drawing women, it gets kind of a little weird because that's Jim Lee and that's how Jim Lee draws. But he knows how to draw Batman. He knows how to draw Batman's weapons. And he knows how to draw fighting, which there's a lot of those three in this series. Uh, the kind of Batman we get in this, so I did a little research and I was telling you guys before the podcast started that Frank Miller claims this is the same Dark Knight as the Dark Knight Returns and all in Strikes Back and all the Hell series, um, and uh, there's kind of hints of it too that after this he was going to do that Holy Terror Batman book and it eventually just became Holy Terror because uh, he says it a couple times in this Holy Terror, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't it doesn't make sense timeline timeline wise, and I feel like also this Batman is way more aggressive way more immature and also it seems like he's like a grown-up bully that put on the bat costume like when his parents died he did not think i gotta protect people he thought i need to destroy everything for them letting this happen that they let this happen to me yeah it's like the lobo of batman like i've never seen like not only okay we you know sometimes get annoyed with batman's narration when it's too much but holy fuck is Batman chatty. Like, the motherfucker can't... How can you hide in the shadows if you're talking the entire time? Like, The thing insane. is, it doesn't seem like it's Bruce Wayne. It seems like it's Jason Todd. Or yeah. even Damien, where he's like, I can't believe I'm Batman. This is fucking awesome. Uh, I just broke that guy's face in. The only thing is, I'm starting to think this Batman is killing people. He may not intentionally go out of his way to do so, but if you're... if you got put in the burning car because of him. He also didn't save you after he <laughs> let you on fire. So the first time well, he sees on the first issue, the first time he sees Dick Grayson, and he said he's been watching him for a while. Like I've been keeping an eye on this guy for a while. Creepy. And Vicky Vell's like, excuse me? And he's like, for work. Yeah, for work. I got an eye for talent. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then the first narration box that you see from Bruce is when Dick almost falls, and at the last second, he throws up that kind of uh, battering. Uh, what do you call that? The grapnel hook, grapnel hook, hook, grapnel hook to catch himself. And the first thing you you hear him say is, "Yeah, this brat is something." So the first thing he refers to Robin as Dick Grayson is a brat, and it's like that just show. And by the way, it does not get better than that. <laughs> like he, <laughs> he does not like this kid. He's almost mad at this kid for being as good as he is. Uh, uh, then his parents die, uh, as he explains in later, later issues. Pieces of their brain go all over his shoes, uh, even though in the, the scene that they show you where they die, they die nowhere near him. Um, 
but well, and, and to be fair, those gun the headshots they're pretty clean. There's no brains. They're pretty clean. That guy has a pistol, and he like must have shot them from the ground or something. They're way up at the top. I don't know how that fucking happens. But the first kind of thing that we see, Alex, and you said that this is a, a more aggressive, dangerous Batman. The first thing you see is that he throws like a almost a dart at this guy or the battering that is dipped in venom, snake, snake venom, and the guy gets fucking paralyzed. So that's that's pretty damn hard. For weeks with bugs coming out of his ears. Yeah, he's gonna like. And he doesn't even know that it's gonna happen. He just goes, "Oh, I guess it does happen that way. That's cool." This is a scary Batman. And Not then, even like he's he's in the shadow scary. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing scary. And then Vicky Vale is going to try to save Dick Grayson. And t- this person needs to go to the hospital. And the cop's like, nah, we'll take him. And they like slap the shit at her. Literally nobody around them does anything. And she's like, they won't do anything because they'll be just, they'll come, come up missing. So instead she hijacks. By the way, she's there with Bruce on a date at the circus, you know, as you do. She's on a date with Bruce? Um, she tells you seven times. Yeah, she's oh going to date with. She's almost like the way that that Frank writes her is that once she finds out that Bruce Wayne wants to take her. By the way, no explanation that he just pulls up to her house and says, "Hey, you want to go on a date?" And actually, Alfred <laughs> says that shit. He sends him. Yeah, he video calls her like, "Yo, Bruce Wayne wants to take you out." You in? And, like, and you know, she like, like loses her mind at the thought that Bruce Wayne wants to take her out. Uh, but then uh, so she hijacks, hijacks the car and Alfred's in the uh, passenger seat because they're going after Dick Grayson. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> Batman sends his bats after the uh, car by putting sonar things on it. And then his Batmobile breaks through and hits both cars. He doesn't give a shit that Alfred's in that car and Vicky Vale's in that car. Like he fucking like plows that shit and and. Uh, Grabs Dick Grayson. He says she's just been drafted into a war. He's like holding him by his fucking neck. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And only chucks him into the Batmobile. And clearly that kid's concussed. Like, there's no way that kid gets through. Well, he was just in that that fucking car car accident. And to show you how hard they got hit, Vicky Vale in the next issue is like bleeding all over the place and having to go to the hospital. (laughs) She's like, her, she like, her is like internally bleeding. And by the way, standard clavicle that now is going into her lungs. Yeah. And we get uh, Alfred, uh, shirtless Alfred, bandaging her up. And I, uh, this Alfred, I'll tell you what, he's pretty uh, strong and he's pretty, he, he definitely gets put in these sexy situations. This is sexy Alfred. I thought, I'm pretty sure we were watching a telenovela uh, when they were, when he's essentially like stitching her up or wrapping her up. And all of a sudden, like, the car behind him blows up. She's passed out in that. Um, damsel in distress kind of look yeah he's there like i said shirtless i'm like what dude she like wraps his chest alfred's ripped though (laughs) alfred's gonna be getting laid at the end of this book ironically they de-age him you know get him out of that butler suit a little bit it's like whoa you're only like in your 40s man (laughs) i don't know this guy might be 30s with just uh with just losing his hair yeah and vicky yeah vicky feels like bam and he kidnapped that boy and then the car blows up and she passes out from the shock i guess uh, probably also because she's internally sure. bleeding. Yeah, then Alfred's just like holding her and staring into her eyes as she's like passed out. And he's like, okay, I guess we're bringing to the hospital. Okay. But <laughs> I do not know what happened to Frank Miller. Like, I mean, you read year one, you read Dark Knight Returns, and you're just like, how the fuck do you keep coming up with this bullshit? Like, this, Dark Knight 3, Dark Knight Strikes Back. I'm like, 
You just trying to like catch that uh, that lightning that you struck the one time? Because like it's not going to happen again. The only thing is, I read this Batman. It doesn't seem like he likes Batman no. or likes any superheroes. He just wants to make everyone look like a jackass. That's what I was telling you, you guys, before the That's show too. Like, today, this felt like Sin City just with Batman people. If this was a comedy, a parody of this universe, this would be ten out of ten hysterical. Because I laughed out loud multiple times in reading the first five issues of this series. And but never once that I was like, oh yeah, this part's really cool. Like the the guard is fantastic at c- certain points, but it's always ruined by what's actually happening in the scene. There's always something that's like making me laugh. Like when he's trying to put Robin to sleep in that second issue, and Robin keeps going, Ah God, he's doing some lame Clint Eastwood impersonation. How many times does he fucking say that? Like He's like, oh, he's doing Clint Eastwood again. And it's just like, yeah, I got it, bro. (laughs) Well, that's the thing with this book, too, is they're repeating. We were talking about it before the show, but, like, to get a point across when you're a writer, you don't say the same thing over and over and over again. Like, use the medium, okay? You can show that your character is pissed off about, like, something happening, but... You know, Vicky Vale saying, I'm going on a date with Bruce Wayne seven times. Or Rob being like, yeah, Clint Eastwood. Or uh, Batman being like, I don't like this kid. This kid's too too much, you know. And saying some very uh, not PC today things. Uh, it's kind. Of, it took me back to when I think uh, Tom too. King wrote Batman saying, Bane, I'm going to break your goddamn back 20 times. And it, it ruined it for <laughs> So not only do they repeat a lot of stuff. The stuff that Batman comes out of his mouth is fucking asinine and like idiotic. And I just want to, I'm going to read lines of dialogue to you. And if you've never read this book, you're probably going to think I'm bullshitting. But this is actual dialogue that Batman says in the book. So sleep tight, punk. Sleep tight, my ward. What the fuck? <laughs> and then he says, What the hell's a ward? That's what Robin says. And he goes, Shut up. I'll do the talking here. I was like, What the fuck? He's just asking what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> And then he goes, and like you said, there are watch out. There are some language in here that is not appropriate. Uh, then he goes, who the hell are you anyways giving out orders like this? He goes, what are you, dense? Are you retarded or something? Who the hell do you think I am? I'm the goddamn Batman. Like, that's what the Batman's saying. He's asking. He, first off, he said this kid's the smartest. He's he's like he's a perfect person to be his sidekick. But he has this like sense that he needs to like neg this kid to make him a better soldier for his uh, holy war um not holy war but yeah he he says holy war um and and like he says don't let him think about his parents like keep fucking getting at this kid and and traumatizing him so that he like gets past that and he's not grieving and he talks about the lady goes you shouldn't be grieving like you should just be angry yeah i mean batman you know you got like you know, 15 years to get your shit together, but this guy gets, like, 15 minutes, so we get it. Oh. He doesn't get any time to grieve. <laughs> and when the kid, and then the cops come after him, and they go, oh, somebody wants to put a kill order on me, and Batman says, cool, it's about damn time, and he flips the Batmobile, and he, like, revs it, and he goes, ha, 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 you're gonna love this kid. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's, like, so fucking happy that he gets a chance to kill these cops. Which he does fucking hate the cops a lot. He's, like, he, he thinks they're horrible. Wait, well, he tells you cops. I've cops everywhere else are fine. That's why Gotham needs me because these cops are pieces of shit, essentially. So he he's there to mitigate. Guess what? He's there to kill them. I, I so no one else. Has to. You were saying, Alex. I think he is killing people. I think he is. Do you remember when the Batmobile took off and it became the Batplane and all that fires yeah. behind him from the engines? 
They show a shoe, and the rest of it's disintegrated. I think they fucking died. Well, I think I thought I thought uh, Dick Grayson said something to that to him about it that essentially suggests that he's ki- he killed these people behind him. I mean, the thrusters to get them into space, and he goes, "Oh, this must be how the astronauts feel when they go into space." Uh, I'm telling you, everyone behind him in that half a mile radius is deader than a doornail or burnt to their seats. Uh, no, I mean, I, I understand why the Justice League wants to shut him down and why uh, Superman had to carry that car across the water. Yes, yeah, so at the end of uh, issue three, Superman finds out what's happening that he kidnapped. Uh, by the way, Garrett, you were saying this earlier, and I do agree. That there's shit that happens like like oh the boy wonder's missing or like Grayson Dick Grayson's missing and it's like on milk cartons and in the paper and stuff like that. I think there yeah I think time is supposed to be passing but it does feel like the same fucking night like no no time has passed whatsoever. But yet well but like if you get to the next issue like it puts the timing back and because like Dick Grayson is still in the Batmobile with Batman still wearing his uh, like leotard. You know, he doesn't take his leotard no, off. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. It is the same like, night, but I think in Frank Miller's head, time has passed. Like he's oh That's God. why he's doing that. He's just like, fuck, what am I going to do? How are they going to find out that he's been taken? Oh, it's going to be the paper. Of course. Yeah, on a milk carton. <laughs> hey, yeah, well, can, uh, can you rush print this on some milk? Because uh, this kid just got fucking stolen by Batman. <laughs> by the way, he talks about how smart Dick is, but yet Dick can't tell. That it, the car's not talking to Bruce. It's somebody in the fucking radio that he's radioing. Like, does this kid not know how, like, radios work? That he has a radio Wait, built into there? He even says it's got a British accent. Well, normally you don't have that as a, a setting on your computer for your car. And he's like 12. He's not like... I, had a, I, had a, I have a theory now after talking to you guys because I had a flashback of when Superman reads the newspaper... And is so upset about what he read, he burned the paper with his laser vision. I'm starting to think this is like the uh, what's what Earth is Ultraman from? Uh, two, they from two. I'm starting to think this is Ultraman. Actually, before he got that suit. Since you're bringing that up, Alex, you do, you know Frank Miller actually has his own universe. It's like Earth 31, I think, and so that's technically where this takes place. I guess you're right. This isn't canon to the regular DC world, number one, or zero. What are they, Prime? So they, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this is, this is the, like, I guess you already said it. This is part of the uh, Dark Knight Returns universe. Uh, Vicky Vale does eventually flatline, and you see just see the doctors go, Oh, hell. Ah, oh, hell. And I was just like, wow. Really, I want doctors, like, when I flatline, just to start panicking? Like, what the fuck are these doctors <laughs> in Gotham? And uh, <laughs> well, then we get to that piece of shit uh, issue three, uh, opening up with Black Canary's Black bar. Canary bartending. Uh, Alex, wearing her you... mask for some fucking reason. Alex, why don't you tell us some of the things that people are saying during that bar? You're from Tennessee because you're the only ten I see. Uh, I, I I can't remember the good one. What's the bad the um the uh, sweet chunks? Sweet <laughs> yeah, sweet chunks, uh, babe. I'm surprised. Uh, are you tired of running? Because you are, are your legs tired? Because you've been running around in my head all day. And you see this shit um, all around her. Like people keep saying it to her, and it's like, are really they're just repeating these lines, and she's not reacting to them? You think they just would move on and just start like yelling at her? But no, they keep trying with that Tennessee joke <laughs> like multiple times. 
Um, and sweet chunks. I feel like Frank Miller meant to say sweet cheeks and didn't remember what this, what it was and said, it's got to be sweet chunks. But there, but there is sweet cheeks in it. Like there's, there's sweet cheeks does show up from time to time. But like when I don't know who the weird manager was, but he calls her sweet chunks. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? To me, that sounds like you cut her up into pieces. You're like, mm-hmm, I'd eat this piece. Disgusting. You- uh, all the time they talk about her rack, they're talking about her ass. And I'm like, come on. It's for a good 10 pages, too. It's most of that issue. Most of that issue yeah. is that, and then the Superman thing, the last like four pages. Oh, shit. And that's even like, worse. I mean, now, no, the Black Canary's bad, but the Superman, Wonder Woman, and the Justice League thing, off. Oh, that that comes later. But the, at the end of that one, it's just Superman getting mad and burning the paper. Oh, scene, that's right. That's saying, right. damn. <laughs> By the way, he says a lot a lot of time. He gets mad a lot. So just says, damn. He's fucking uh, uh, Murdoch from uh, Lethal Weapon. Damn. <laughs> uh, there is something here in issue four that I wanted to bring up in some more dialogue. When Dick Grayson says, like, heads up, we're about to crash into some pretty fierce rocks. I mean, it could make us completely dead. And Batman smiles, a smile that makes him look fucking crazy. And he goes, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He doesn't know what the fuck. He doesn't even know what the fuck he is, bro. You took him. Like, I think know. it would have been better that Andrew would have crashed and just died and moved on to a different story. Because that's the thing is that issue three has nothing to do with the other issues around the book. We literally are getting introduced to a character who didn't need 30 pages of book. My she had 10 pages, but like, hey, here's this chick. She beat the shit out of everybody and then robbed them after she annihilated them all. But my favorite part, and I sent you guys this page. My favorite page is when they first get into that bat cave and Dick Grayson's just sitting there in silence. And Bam goes, pretty cool, huh? And Dick Grayson's still silent. He goes, what do you say, Junior? Is this cool or what? And he's still silent. And he goes, well, I guess... I mean, I've seen better, but I guess this is okay. And then Batman just thinks, I don't like this kid. Not one bit. It's like it's, he doesn't like your back cave, your toys. He's like showing off his collection. He's like, what do you think, kid? I just like how Dick Grayson's like, oh, yeah, I've seen I've seen way cooler than this fuck, this shit. You know, and I'm like, by who? By the way, <laughs> your, your uh, comment, uh, Garrett, about them repeating stuff. How many guys does it repeat how fucking cold it is in there? Oh, and then he'd talk about, maybe, uh, why isn't there all heating here? Ah, it's probably hard to heat and all this stuff like that. I'm like, what the fuck? Why is a kid trying to figure out the HVAC situation in the Batcave? <laughs> like, he's like, I guess it might be hard to heat this and expensive. So it, that's probably why it's cold. Oh, maybe he likes the cold. Or he just ditches him, too, and he's like, hey, eat rats. You know, eat rats <laughs> and bats. Oh, yeah. I'm like, hungry. How dare There's you? To eat. He, how dare you he says, I'm this, hungry. this child yeah. food? <laughs> Batman go. Robin does say, "I'm hungry." And Batman, there's plenty. Eat, and they show like the mouse and show like a bat. And yeah, and then Alfred gets him a burger, and Batman gets pissed. What the fuck are you doing? You gotta to learn t- to eat fucking gruel. He doesn't have to do that like you did. Yeah, he does. And I was just like, man, this guy is <laughs> the best. He has to do it like I did. Why? Because you're. It, I just. This isn't even like a smart Batman. I don't. It's not detective Batman. It's just a. What did you call him? Duke Nukem Batman. Yeah, he's he's ready to rip off some heads and shit on some necks, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like what he says to call Clark Kent and tell him, hey, Batman considers this a personal favor. Get get that doctor over there to save Vicky Vale's life. By the way, which Vicky Vale is dying because of Batman. Like, he ran her into her fucking car and did all that damage. Um, 
And he goes, that's right, Kent. You're busted. I know who you are. You got no damn idea who I am. He's like so happy. <laughs> he fucking knows who Superman is. It just made me laugh. And then it cuts to Superman running on water saying, damn. <laughs> oh, and he goes, he asked him for new clothes. And he says, because he has his parents' blood on him. Super well, Batman first is like, what the fuck you need new clothes for? He's like, I got my parents' blood and my brains on here. And I think I'm going to blow chunks. And he's like, hmm. I touched my mother's breast. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I yeah. know. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. I was like, I what? touched her boob first to see if she's dead. And I was like, why, why wouldn't you be like, I touched my mother's chest? Why would you mention that it was her breast specifically? Like, he said he was, was the first one he ever touched. He was checking for a heartbeat and he's like, I touched her breast. <laughs> Got blood on me. <laughs> And he's thinking about that all while Dick Grayson's like, you're going to give me new clothes or what's going on here? He goes, yeah, I'll see if I can get you new clothes. He's like, thanks. <laughs> he goes, where are you going? He goes, work. <laughs> he just leaves him down there. Um, and then, yes. And then there's that other scene that I talked about where Batman's coming with a car. And he's like, damn. <laughs> and just like, so fucking. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, he goes and beats the shit out of some guy. Uh, as you stated, Alex, he really beats the shit out of people. Like, Half these people are never going to be the same ever again. Um, well, who does he attack? Oh, he's on the must be on the start of um, issue five, where he's on the building and he's yeah. running around like a lunatic, going, "I uh, love being the Batman." And he tells you that, "Oh, I hear sirens, or I hear some horns, or I hear something else. Uh, I hear a woman scream." <laughs> so he jumps down and he breaks the one dude's hand and shatters it, and he even tells him what he did to it. I broke it so bad that when it does heal, you'll have arthritis. And you'll have pain, and you'll know when it's going to rain. <laughs> <laughs> Compound fracture, he says, so it won't ever heal, right? <laughs> like, dude, you didn't have to explain it. Just let him be in pain. And I don't know, did he, is that supposed to be Catwoman that he just saved? No, it's just a or random just person. Random okay. So then, after he breaks his hand, she walks over, and I understand it, just curse dumps his balls into the concrete, and he screams in pain. And I'm pretty sure Batman probably smiled maliciously going yeah that's what i would do <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> and he goes don't call the police and don't call any paramedics i want them to suffer <laughs> jeez and then she goes thank you i love you and it's like the fuck <laughs> yeah it turns him into like some kind of sex symbol or something and he's like, you know, like and his thought is and his brain he goes nobody loves anybody my darling we just survive <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when you're talking about Alex. He's like going through, he's jumping over buildings. He's like, the wind goes berserk. Electricity tingles. My skin and rattles my whiskers. Another storm. Cool. A n- perfect <laughs> night. A hunter's night. And he's like so fucking happy that he gets to be cool. out there. And then we cut to, as we talked about before, sexy Alfred uh, pounding uh, a bag and uh, thinking about how much he fucking hates Bruce <laughs> and how, how dangerous <laughs> he is. And uh, I think we're going to get Alfred versus Batman. It's got to happen, right? I fucking love that. We're going to do it at least. Um, And then it kind of ends with Robin checking out more of the Batcave. And he said, Batman works out of a really big cave. It's full of stuff. Now, I don't get this. This is a line, uh, a narration that Robin says. And I don't get what this means. It's like a museum. But if a museum could breathe, what the fuck does that mean? Hmm. He's, been, he's been in that cave way too long. He's getting hypothermia. <laughs> and he's like, it's full of... the Justice League stuff. The only Justice League that was good, or Justice... 
only hero that was good was Plastic Man. Yeah, because like, he felt like he was himself. Um, and he then he goes, "It's full of stuff," which he just said two dialogue boxes before Garrett. To your point, he says, "It's full of stuff." If it's a museum, if it's like a museum, but if a museum could breathe, then he goes, "It's full of stuff." And he was like, "Yeah, you just said that." And he says, "And all this <laughs> stuff is clean and polished and uh, sharpened and ready to use." And he just goes, "Cool," and he picks up an axe. And that's how issue five ends. So who knows where this is going to go? Um, like I said, uh, this was uh, his- historically and, and very famously was a delayed book. Like, let me check and see here. Um, All Star Batman. I believe. Yeah, so it came out originally between 2005 and 2008. So it took three years for 10 issues to come out. Um, and like I stated before, it was supposed to be more issues, not just 10. Uh, so after this 10, it actually doesn't um, complete the story. <laughs> so, But they never finished the other one. So uh, you know what? I figured, guys, even if they completed the story, probably would be batshit anyway. So um, we're along for the ride. And I feel like I agree with you, Garrett. It's not like horrible. It's not. This is what I said to you guys. It's not unreadable. But it's definitely not good and definitely not a Batman that I've ever seen or cared to see. Um, but if it was a comedy, like if Frank Miller was in on this joke, which from all accounts, from all interviews and, and stuff that I read before we started reading this, he is not in thinking this is a joke. Like he thinks this is good. Um, if he came in and said he was making a parody of Batman and the DC world, this thing would be on point showing like, how certain people think Batman is like he needs to be like this, um, and uh, how it's like it's like, like weird that he kidnaps a boy, like has a boy. See so, you know how people always say it's weird that he has Robin, and this one he actually makes him legit kidnap that boy, so it makes it weirder. But he thinks this is all like as good as his other works as ba- of Batman. So yeah, definitely yeah, makes him crazy. Good. I guess year one was pretty good, so never mind. Yeah, so I think, I mean, that's obviously peak Frank Miller is uh, year one in Dark Knight Returns. So it's just like, man, how many uh, misses can you have after uh, you, you struck gold? I feel so. like at but this... But people keep giving him the option to do these books. So, I mean, it's clearly... You know why, though? making uh, enough money for him. They fucking sell. Dan DiDio was president. <laughs> I, I, now I, he's the head of his thing. That's another thing, though, guys. I looked, and even though this was critically panned when it came out, it made them a bunch of money because it's Frank Miller and Jim Lee. I mean, I gotta say, back in if in oh five, I was just doing all print. I would get the issues because they look fucking phenomenal. Like I love the logo and like the cover. Yeah, the look of it's great, and that's what I'm saying. Like, but you said Garrett earlier, like the art's not bad in this. Every once in a while, like like when they first introduced Vicky Vale. Like she's in a nightgown and then really focusing on her assets. Uh, in one scene in particular, they just show her ass while she's on the phone. So like it's clearly like if Frank wasn't directing this book and like saying, yeah, hey, Jim, you're going to draw Vicky Vale's ass right here. Like if it was somebody else, I feel like Jim Lee on this book at this time, 2005, 2008 would have been fantastic. Uh, but I got to put it on Frank and knowing from what came afterwards, good Jim Lee happened after this. But I don't think any good Frank Miller's ever happened after this. So I'm going to put it on Frank. Yeah. GD Frank. I am excited to see what happens to that Superman, though. See if he sees that one more time. 
So. Oh gosh! Like I said, I, I, think that I, I read this, and you're right, Marvin. Maybe I'm being a little too hard on this. Now, knowing for next week, I can just go into this and enjoy the book for being a, a shit fest. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't, I don't think you're way. being too hard on this book. I'm saying I'm getting yeah. enjoyment out of it by pretending that it's supposed to be funny. And when you, but that's, but that's what I want to go into it now. I went into it expecting regular Batman, and it took me five issues and talking to you guys to be like, "Hey, next week, just enjoy the book. It's not good, but just read it and read it as a comedy, almost." Hey, what do you and think? And knowing that Frank Miller is psycho and has written it as a serious book, I I, I don't even get. Speaking of Plastic Man, and that that he turns himself into a fire hydrant and he asks Wonder Woman to piss on him. And I don't even get why he does that. He's like, hey, it's time for you to come over here and, and give me my reward. I was just like, what the fuck? By the way, her in this book, like, you could tell he hates Superman by the way he writes him in this book. Like some pan, like some guy who, like, you know, won't stand up to Batman and is under Batman. And, like, Batman's like the alpha male and Superman is, like, going to be his bitch doing all this work for him. Wonder Woman, he writes very aggressive, very negative, and I think he also doesn't like Wonder Woman. Like the way he he writes her is the total opposite of how she should be. Uh, so much so that it feels like he's trying to make her super aggressive because she's supposed to be the one that is like loving. Like she hates all men. She talks about it multiple times in this thing. And when originally in the original stories, when she comes into the world, she realizes that. Even though she was taught that growing up, that it might not be true. There are good men and there are bad men. Uh, but in this, she's just like, no, nah, they're the source of everything that's wrong with this world. Even the superhero men. She's like, fuck, these disgusting animals. And then she just makes out with Clark Kent for no reason. So, Yeah, that was weird. That was like totally, I mean, it doesn't even fit no matter how that dialogue was supposed to go. It, I don't get it. It's just I like Frank was just like, and they kiss. And you're like, all right, I guess they kiss. They're so angry at each other. There's so much sexual tension. They start making out. It's yeah, like, no. they get so much sexual tension in the background. Plastic Man's trying to get her to piss on him. And <laughs> Green Lantern, for some yeah. reason, has two two hands pointing one way and the other way. I don't give the fuck he's trying to do. Um, and uh, uh, Hal Jordan is legitimately just her butler, taking her coat off yeah. with a hanger that he makes with the power ring and gives it back to her. So come on. Oh, okay. I, I will enjoy this next week way more because I'm going to read it later. Go back and read that page that I posted in our chat when he's trying to show off his back. <laughs> cool, right? What do you think, kid? <laughs> what do you think? I just like how he asked, asked twice because he's like, come on, I need an answer. You like this, right? And he's like, fuck this kid. Saying, saying it's not nice. Um, and you can see multiple times throughout the issue, he says something to uh, Dick and he wants a certain answer back. Like He wants Dick to love that he's with the Batman and love what he, like be excited for what's happening. Well, first off, you kidnap this kid, but every time Dick reacts like negatively, he like pouts and says, "Shut up, don't talk to me." And it's just like, okay, <laughs> this is a child, a child Batman. Uh, Wednesday Comics six hundred five at gmail.com. WednesdayComics.com. Uh, go to those websites. Oh, excuse me. Send us an email and then go to our website. You can leave us a message there and subscribe to the show. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Uh, let us know what you think about <clears throat> If you guys haven't read before, it's on Hoopla for free. You can read it there. Uh, and I uh, I would recommend checking it out. If anything, it's almost kind of like, you know, 
when there's a car crash and you've got to turn your neck to see what the fuck happened. It's kind of like that. So, <laughs> except it's like a clown car and all these clowns are coming out of it. And you're like, is this supposed to be funny? I don't know. Uh, they're like, no, this is serious, sir. And I go, it's kind of funny though, right? Uh, so, uh, at Wednesday Comics on Twitter, at Karat2188, at, at AP Keaton, the AP Keaton, excuse me. At Marvin underscore Saguero. By the way, it looks like Elon might not be buying Twitter, so we might be on Twitter for a little bit longer. Who knows? I thought he was going to kick me off. Uh, but uh, who knows? It's all those bots, man. I know. Supposedly, his it's one fake. fourth of his followers are bots. Who knows how many of our huh? followers are bots? I don't know. It looks like everyone's got bots that are followers. Got bots on bots. Goddamn, Ultron's <laughs> taking over already. I told you, he hooked himself up to the internet, and uh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to start botting people. So, uh, Visit our sponsors, RainbowComicsAndCars.com, RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, your definitive source for all things comics. And, uh, excuse me, not comics, uh, Swamp Thing Comics. By the way, the uh, that uh, Green Hell book got uh, resolicited for August. I got that from our pal over there at RootsOfTheSwampThing.com. So, a little FYI. I believe the 31st in August, so not even like till the end of August. Let's see, let me double check. Yeah, the 31st. Um, so there you go. A couple more months. Wait, when, that was supposed to come out like two months ago, right? Last month? Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, Supercon.com. Go there. Uh, Retro Mania. Happening this September 30th through October 2nd. Wednesday comics will be there on that Friday with the show. No specifics yet, but keep an eye on that page for more and keep an eye, keep an ear to this podcast for more information. Also go to backlot605.com. Uh, we were on an episode of theirs. Uh, you can also go to YouTube, Backlot605, and you can see we we uh, counted down the top 20 MCU movies. got pretty heated. Uh, if you don't know how their countdowns work, not everybody gets their top 20. We make a, a, a conjoined list of 20, and we kind of divvy out the spots for them randomly. And uh, just find out what we did at number 18. I'll tell you that much right now. Best choice. <laughs> And uh, I'm not going to let people tell me otherwise. Top movie of all time. What is my bird? <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. You know what? Good episode. Probably the longest episode we had in a while. Good comic book talk. A little good entertainment tonight. And we talked to Guestless One about his uh, uh, sad uh, revelation that that guy died in Stranger Things. So hopefully, hopefully he's okay on Saturday morning. Uh, Garrett, but let us know. All right. Yeah, who knows? I mean, that guy's gonna he's gonna be up all night and day. I mean, those are like an hour and fifteen apiece. So I don't yeah. know. How he's gonna. That's he's my gonna thing is though, life. like, oh my god, I would be miserable at like two a.m. I'd be like, I'm missing so much. I'm missing so many details because I'm tired of shit. Why can't he just wake up early on Saturday and watch everything? Marvin, nobody <laughs> understands. The fucking he really that thinks that somehow, somehow in that eight hours, he's gonna get spoiled while he's sleeping. Dude, we we are on, we sometimes we're on family vacations, and that guy like Cobra Kai. Thank God it's coming out in October for once, because if it's you know we usually do a vacation over the first like New Year's and uh, goodbye. You don't see Corey the first like half of the New Year's Day because he's over there in the corner watching fucking Cobra Kai on his phone, you know, like, <laughs> like oh, all this family bonding except for that guy. He's in the fucking corner. He's over in that corner. Netflix. <laughs> and all you hear is, "You're the best." 
around. Right. And then he's like, oh, I want to talk to you about it so bad. And I'm just like, yeah, well, the rest of the fucking world has has other things to do. Okay. Can't sit around and watch 10 hours of TV in one day. You know, Sorry. that's how he became the spoiler king. So yeah. he has to know yeah. before everybody else. He likes having that's how he gains his power, Alex. He likes to have the knowledge before anybody else. The time that elapses between him having the knowledge and everybody else having the knowledge, he gets more strength for that. So he has to do it absolutely at the beginning. And that's why he's on our side. He's not going to leave our side because I can't give up that power. All right? I need a member with that kind of power. He has time manipulation powers. All right? Where's hashtag guest host one. We call him hashtag guest host one. But really, his name is hashtag time one. This is real name. Right? Clock. Minutes. Hours. Time passes for us all, but not for the Spoiler King. For Wednesday Comics, I've been Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Stay cool or whatever you're doing and keep turning those pages. (laughs) 